name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The lessons for the second Sunday after Epiphany connect the baptism of Jesus with the topic of spiritual gifts. The two are connected because the same spirit that descended upon Jesus in his baptism is given to us in our baptisms. And with this gift of the spirit come gifts of the spirit. The baptism of Jesus reveals God as Trinity. The Father's voice comes from heaven. The Spirit descends as a dove and the Son stands in the water. Three persons who together are the one God, as we say, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. This is the way God always has been from the beginning and reflects his nature unto eternity. The Western Church is indebted to the Church Father St. Augustine for its understanding of the Trinity as love. Augustine said that there is a lover, a beloved, and then love itself. That is, the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the love that flows between them and then out from them into the world in creative activity. God is love not as an abstract principle of love, but God is love because he is a loving relationship. We know love, this love of God, because we have been grafted into the Trinity in our baptisms. The spirit in baptism is given to us. The father adopts us as his beloved children. As Romans 8.15 says, quote, You received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. When we receive the gift of the spirit, we receive gifts of the spirit. That is to say, when we receive the general gift of love from God, we also receive specific ways that we will typically love. We will express that love towards others. As our epistle says, quote, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, if prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. These gifts are rooted in the reality of God as Trinity and God as love. God is love and God created the world with the motivation of love. The love of the Father for the Son and the Son for the Father naturally flows outward into creative activity. Love cannot be contained by the lovers. Love leads to gifts because the lovers naturally want to share what they have. We believe that God is complete in himself in his Trinitarian love. He did not create the world because he was lonely and needed company. Rather, he created the world to share his love with it. 
However, there is a sense in which God had to create, for love must move beyond itself into creative activity. Love doesn't strictly need the other. Love is not a whole that must be filled. But love is a fullness that must be shared. Love overflows, and love makes the creation, in a sense, necessary. Romans 5 says that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Our experience of prayer is an experience of Trinitarian love. God made us to share his love with us, and he loves us simply that we exist. This gift of love first comes to us in baptism. Sin separates us from God. Our natural rebellion causes a a separation between ourselves and God, severs that life-giving bond. When we turn from our sin, from our rebellion, and towards God, God adopts us as his children. He brings us out of that state of separation, which is death, back into union with him, back into life. As Ephesians says, quote, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with him. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the Eucharist, we continually renew the experience of our baptism. As we come to receive Christ again with repentance and faith, we experience again the forgiveness of our sins and are filled again with the Spirit. We are loved not because of anything we have done, but because God is love and he chooses to love us. God's love naturally flows out into creative activity. Likewise, our experience of God's love will naturally result in a desire to give. All that we do in the Christian life is simply our feeble response of gratitude and love to God's gift of love to us. If we understand and experience the love of God, We will not need a sign-up sheet or a guilt-laden appeal to move us to give. If we have been filled with the love of God, we will simply love. Your spiritual gifts are the natural form that love will most often take. Do you have a gift for understanding and proclaiming God's will as as it applies to particular circumstances? Do you have the gift of service, of doing things for people without needing to be seen or recognized for it? Do you have the gift of teaching, of helping others to see and know what you have come to see and know? Do you have a gift for encouraging others, of being a sign for them, of God's love in their struggles. 
Do you have a gift of leadership that can bring a group together to pursue a common goal in unity and peace? Do you have the gift of giving so that you're able to provide resources for the church and for those in need? Do you have the gift of mercy so that you're able to be present with those who are suffering? Something is a gift when we can give it to others and they feel edified by it and we do not need anything in return. It is, of course, good to be thankful, good to be grateful for what we've been given. But if we give something and need something in response, it is not a gift. Just as God's love for us is given to us freely because of who God is, not merely because he needs something from us. Spiritual gifts are not a need to be needed. They are not what the church guilts you into doing. They are the ways that you can love others as God has loved you. And ministry will reflect God's love most clearly if we each in our lives devote ourselves to serving in our areas of giftedness. And also if we learn in general to avoid those areas in which, do, in which we do not have particular gifts. And it is important to understand that the use of our spiritual gifts is not limited to the time we spend on the church property. We are children of God who bear witness to God's love wherever we are by the ways we honor God and serve others. Some people will ask, what is the church doing for people? And they want a list of programs the church is carrying out to, to help people. This is a false sense of the church's ministry. The ministry of the church is the sum of all the things each of us does for others at home, at work, and when we are at play. The sum of things we do simply because we are the children of God. We have received love and we love in response. The key is always the motive, as 1 Corinthians says, quote, Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. This is the reason that the proper exercise of our spiritual gifts depends upon the consistency of our prayer. Our ability to love others depends upon our own experience of love from God. And when we are closely connected to God in our prayer, our behavior outward towards others will reflect that closeness. And the more distance we become from God in our prayer, the more our behavior will reflect that distance. We must continually return to the scene of baptism, which is the pattern for all prayer. We must hear again the voice of the Father claiming us as his children. We must experience again 
the descent of the dove, and the grace of forgiveness and cleansing so that our hearts cry, Abba, Father. Only after we taste the love that comes from God are we able to share that love with others. But once we have experienced the love that comes from God, we will share that love with others. As St. John writes, quote, And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.